Blog Talk Radio. Couture, author of Instead of Medicating and Punishing, Healing the Causes of Our Children's Acting Out Behavior by Parenting and Educating the Way Nature Intended. Welcome to the Free and Joyful Childhood Radio Show. On this show, we will discuss attachment parenting, unschooling children's rights, natural family living, and social justice issues. And as of right now, the shows are still being archived, still trying to find a good date for everyone. I want to thank my son, Bryson R.R. Couture, for composing the awesome startup audio metal guitar riff for me. You can check out his YouTube channel, Serenade to Darkness, on YouTube. Um, Today's show is about attachment parenting needing to continue for a child's entire childhood, until young adulthood. Um... It's very common for parents who attachment parent, who follow the philosophy, they'll follow the philosophy to a T. You know, they'll they'll make sure they're breastfeeding for two and a half to three years, which is what tri- peaceful tribal cultures do, some up until six years even. They will make sure their sons are intact and not circumcised, not putting them through the trauma, the loss of a body part, um, they'll bed share, co-sleep, be very physically affectionate. But then suddenly when their children hit about six years old or maybe more like six, seven, eight-ish, nine-ish, suddenly attachment parenting seems to get thrown out the window. In fact, some attachment parents will actually send their children to public school, which really baffles my mind. That's the subject of another show. Um, where we're going to discuss how unschooling is the natural next step for children in attachment parenting. But today we're going to just discuss particularly older children and adolescents and how attachment parenting is not something, a technique or a tool that you do for just those first three years of life or the first five years of life. This is something, it's it's a way of life. It's a way of 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 treating children, it's a connection you have, it's it's a spiritual way of being that needs to continue all the way through your child's childhood until they reach adulthood. Um, I posted on Facebook this week, attachment parenting is not something you do for five years and then go mainstream. Attachment parenting is the way nature intended that we parent from conception until our children reach adulthood. Adolescents wither without attachment parenting and thrive with it. One of the things I had mentioned on somebody's post is that it it really pains me greatly how I see children get left behind right once they reach around nine years old. And the ironic thing is is that this is the age where parents feel that they need to pull back or that their children are pulling back from them. And in actuality. Children seem to be pulling away and turning more towards peers and and electronic gadgets and you know video games and all kinds of uh, consumeristic pleasures. 
by because precisely the connection with the parents is slowly deflating. It's 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 losing its fuel. The the parent is for some reason pulling back when the child starts to grow taller and older and a little bit more articulate. Um and, and, and the sad thing is is that children and adolescents desperately need their parents' love and their time and their t- attention and their affection. And, you know, they turn to negative peers when, when the parent-child attachment is distant and, and insecure. You know, um, you know, my belief is that parents have some real grief about being emotionally abandoned in their own later childhood and play this out on their own children, you know. Um, unfortunately, the mainstream culture of public schooling and this whole idea of, you know, the, you know, this whole idea of independence, that the child has to grow up and be independent at a certain age and, you know, ship them off to public school and, and, and spend as little time with the family as possible because, you're, you know, you spend the greatest part of your day in a prison-like environment, and then you go home at night and have homework and extracurricular activities that further remove you from the family and then peers. So, you know, our culture perpetuates this, you know, cycle of disconnection, of of attachment disruption, as I talk about it in my book. Um, so us as attachment parenting, us as attachment parents, we can set the example by showing closeness and affection with our older children and adolescents in public and when we're with other parents. You know, my 17-year-old son has no problem hanging out with me, hugging me in public, and making it known that I'm his mom. And and that's because he's proud of our connection. He's, he's He sees that I'm very connected to him and that his needs still matter to me. Um, there seems to be this idea that when our children get to a certain age, you know, usually it seems around nine is when parents really start to back off, that we don't have to provide for our children's needs anymore, that it's almost like parents somehow think it just happens naturally. And in in actuality, you know, our children up through young adulthood, they're, they're dependent upon us for their physical needs, their emotional needs, not in the same way as, as infants and toddlers, but in a different sort of way. And so we can easily take that for granted, how dependent they can be on us for their physical and emotional and spiritual well-being. So it's, it's critical as attachment parents that that while we modify our relationship to obviously respect a child's developmental stages, we need to continue, though, to nurture that strong connection, that, that secure attachment. And remember... What is attachment? It's that four pro, that four step process that's sort of in a circle. The four points of a circle, if you can imagine a circle having points of the child has a need, the child expresses the need, the parent meets the need, and the child feels homeostasis or joy or contentment, trust, love, satiation and closeness and trust. And this cycle does not stop when a child, you know, weans from breastfeeding or when a child is so-calledly school age. This continues actually, you know, 
to some degree it continues all of our life with our parents, but especially all through childhood into young adulthood. So what does that mean for older children? Well, it means we still need to anticipate their basic needs and make sure that they are being provided for. Parents who have children, older children in school, one of the best ways they can show this attention to their basic needs is is the school meeting their most basic needs. Generally, most public schools do not. Children aren't even allowed to use the toilet, especially as they get into the middle school and high school ages. They're not allowed to eat and drink when they need to, move around, play. So their basic physical needs aren't being met, and that's going to harm your attachment. Because remember, if the needs aren't met, parents not meeting the needs or the adult caretakers aren't meeting the need, the child doesn't feel homeostasis. They feel distress, and they feel anger and resentment and depression and insecurity and mistrust. And, and, and even though it might not be obvious to you, that does come out in behaviors. Are the children's emotional needs being met in public school? No. The need for connection is not being met. Even children who don't attend public school who are unschooled or homeschooled, is, are you meeting your, your older child's emotional needs? Are you showing them physical affection or are you letting them kind of pull away from you and then telling yourself that, oh, well, they're just growing up? The reality is human beings at all age need affection. That's not something you outgrow. But children need it even more. And adolescents can be incredibly cuddly if it's in their personal nature and makeup. Some people are less cuddly than others. But I tend to see that as a defensiveness when people really aren't because it tends to mean that there is a disconnection somewhere. But adolescents, you know, love affection with their parents. And if you look at really close families, you know, older children and adolescents who are really close to their families and the family's really connected to them, you do see an awful lot of affection. Are the spiritual needs being met? Is your child free to express him or herself and be who he or she is? Are they able to tell you just about anything? Are they, are they able to let you know that they have some sort of a a question or a concern or a problem that even if you might not know the answers, that they trust that you would help them find it? These are all ways. So attachment parenting is continuing to anticipate guess at and ask and meet the the needs of our older children and adolescents. So although those needs are going to change over time as they develop, though the needs are still going to come from that same core of basic physical, basic emotional, and basic spiritual needs, and then that branches off into more advanced needs underneath that, which is intellectual and creative needs. So it's very important that that we we really examine whether or not we're as close as we claim to be with our older children. I mean, are we thinking or saying things like, gee, you know, I was so close to him or her when when they were little, and then, you know, kids will be kids. They grow up. Well, if that's the case, then you need to reexamine the attachment relationship. My son and I, as a lot of people who are aware of my work know, my son was adopted. I adopted him when he was 11 years old, 
And adoptees all have major attachment issues. They they have had a major attachment break. And the older the child was when they're adopted, the more severe the attachment break. So with my son, it's a constant state of having to meet early unmet needs as well as his developmental adolescent needs. So it's sort of like having him grow up on two different levels. And he, when he has struggles, I always try to find out if it's something in our relationship or if it's something more from the past. So if your child has had any sort of a trauma history, any type of physical, sexual, or emotional abuse or loss, abandonment, grief, or bullying, any sort of trauma, then it's important to understand that that needs to be repaired. There needs to be a repair process there in order for your connection to continue to heal or to reconnect at all. Sometimes as parents, you know, in my consulting services, I hear from families that there will be one child in the family where the parent feels completely disconnected. So healing that trauma is is essential. And, um, you know, for severe traumas, EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, is a great way of doing that. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today for another archived episode of the Free and Joyful Childhood Radio Show. Please visit lauriecouture.com to read my blog which is Laurie A. Couture on, the attach- on Attachment Parenting, Unschooling, Social Justice, and the Planet, and to learn more about my book and my supportive parenting coaching and unschooling consultation services. This is your host, Laurie A. Couture. Peace and love. Thank you for joining me. <laughs>